Yeah, I'm 
Music is an essential, since the comprehension of sweet sound is our most indefinite conception. Music, when combined with a pleasurable idea, is poetry. Music without the idea is simply music. Without music or an intriguing idea, color becomes pallor. Man becomes carcass. Home becomes catacomb. And the dead are but for a moment motionless. We are the music makers, and we are the dreamers of dreams. I finally tapped into that spirit of self-destruction that makes rock and roll the king of music. All right, let's pray. God of rock, thank you for this chance to kick ass. We are your humble servants. Please give us the power to blow people's minds with our high voltage rock. In your name we pray. Amen. While you work on these spaces filled with darkness, the obvious was here. Nothing to believe in The compass always points to terribly And we'll be saying a big hello to all intelligent life forms everywhere And to everyone else out there, the secret is to bang the rocks together Hello and welcome to edition number 209 of Soundscape. My name is Woody Harris. And I'm Susie Harris. And today we will be taking uh, a trip to Mars in more ways than one. The original plan was uh, to do a theme based on Ray Bradbury, and I'm not really sure how that theme idea came up, but then it naturally occurred to me to look at Martian Chronicles, and there being so very few songs about the, the book, The Martian Chronicles, that I decided to do just a show about Mars with a little bit of a theme for Ray Bradbury at the end. So that's where we're at for today. Um, and we begin with not quite to Mars yet kind of set. Uh, we start with our countdown and our liftoff and our deep space journey. So uh, that's what's happening now. We had Rush with Countdown there at the beginning. That's from the Signals album, I believe. You'd think I'd know this by now. <laughs> yeah. You are well, I was going to say Subdivisions, but of course it's not. And that, but that's what I know that album for, is Subdivisions. So that was Countdown by Rush, and uh, now we're going to uh, head into a band called Box, or The Box. And uh, the song is called Liftoff, rather appropriate for our spatial journey here. Uh, so uh, please come join us in chat. If you have any particular Martian-oriented songs, please let us know. And, we're happy uh, to, to pull it up if we can. Exactly. Sit back, relax, and en enjoy our journey such as it is. This is The Box with Liftoff. 
strapped to your seat. Flight, this is ground control, we are all systems go. This is the moment you've been waiting for. Space shuttle, flight number one, two, two. You're traveling closer to the speed of sound Outside the windows you can see the sky is getting darker
here we are with Les Baxter in the background. Shooting star from the Space Escapade CD. Of course, I guess when Les Baxter put it out, it was an LP, not a CD. But that'll be our background music for today since we're on a mission to Mars kind of thing. None of the previous songs were about Mars. Well, harumph then. Well, harumph to you too. Um, <laughs> beginning with uh, Box and Liftoff and Black Dog there, the actual story is about taking a trip from Earth and something happening on the way, kind of similar to the Major Tom sort of stuff from uh, Bowie. And uh, strangely, something weird happens and they get cast into another dimension. So it doesn't quite follow our lead here. Deep Space is just that, Deep Space. I thought that uh, sort of the countdown liftoff Black Dog there sort of led us into a Deep Space kind of deep sleep journey. And uh, it will rain for a million years. While I haven't proved that this is related to anything Martian Chronicles, or Ray Bradbury for that matter, it is a very similar title to Ray Bradbury Titles, and uh, it is about leaving the Earth, which I guess it'll rain for a million years, means that uh, in this case the Earth is flooded completely. Well, yeah, it's going to rain that long. I'm not really sure we have enough clouds, but, um, <laughs> you know, I guess that's why he gets into the pod and vanishes away and watches the Earth turn blue. But now we move into our set of Martian music, beginning with Arion, who on the uh, double album, which is a combination of Universal Migrator and, uh, well, I guess it's Universal Migrator Part 1. It's kind of told in a retroactive position, sort of like uh, it starts with him in some kind of dream sequencer box kind of thing in which he's going back and remembering pieces of his life and in this next song he's remembering the trip from Earth to Mars so uh, thus begins our time on Mars and uh, this is 2084 there'll be another uh, Arion later on in the show but for now 2084 from Arion hope you enjoy
she packed my bags last night pre-flight Zero hour, 9 a.m. And I'm gonna be high as a kite by then I miss the earth so much I miss my wife It's lonely out in space On such a timeless flight
Of course, everybody knows that song. It's uh, Elton John's Rocket Man. I think it's going to be a long, long time. Uh, but what you might not know is that the Elton John song, written by Bernie Taupin, was uh, actually made based on another song of the same name by a band called Pearls Before Swine. Hmm. And that band based their song on the Ray Bradbury song, on the Ray Bradbury story. It's a story from Illustrated Man, but it's also a story about Mars. So, um, so we started that set with uh, Arion's 2084 from uh, Universal Migrator. And uh, then Threshold after that with Voyager 2 and Sunrise on Mars, both of which come from the Clone CD in 1998. Uh, in this case, it's an entire CD of... Uh, well, it's one of those apocalyptic ideas. The Earth is going away, and everybody's uh, vanishing off to other planets. But uh, the thing about the album is that not necessarily everybody's going to the same planet. So towards the end, you have someone that is on Mars. And I made the assumption that Voyager 2, since it was connected directly to Sunrise on Mars, was part of the same idea. So that was our set. Sounds short in the list, but I know. But well, good long journey. Because you know, just because you only have four songs doesn't mean they are like twenty right. minutes. Right. Well, in Prague, you can have four yes. hours and four songs. Exactly. So, uh, we're not going to do that. We got to hear ourselves talk. <laughs> yes, heaven forbid. Well, it yeah. should well, be. What would be the point in us <laughs> having a microphone if we weren't it's to speak true. into it? It's true. It's true. It's true. Um. So our next set is uh, going to feature a couple albums that are based on Mars specifically. And the first one comes from Jack Lancaster and Robin Lumley, and Susie's going to tell us a little bit about it. Yes. Um, the basic concept of the album is that it's mankind's first journey to Mars. It's totally instrumental, no lyrics. Um, That's right. The only way we're going to get to Mars is to that's right. No vocals on this trip, man. And um, it, it's actually um, pretty much the brand, the band Brand X, with some extra people. They, the the review that I read said it was Brand X with strings and wind instruments. So it's very instrumental. I mean, in terms of orchestral, I guess you could say. Um, but the main people on it are Jack Lancaster who plays uh, saxophone, flutes, water gong, whatever that is. I'm still not sure what that is. But another way of saying water bong without saying <laughs> water bong. Um, Robin Lumley on piano. John Goodsell on guitars. Percy Jones on bass. Phil Collins on drums. 
Bernie Frost vocals, Simon Jeffies on Koto, and then the Simon Jeffries, Jeffies, or Jeffs, it could be Jeffs, I don't know, it's J-E-F-F-E-S, String Quartet. So that's the group. Jeffes. Jeffes. And um, this was done, put out in 76, so it's, you know, it's dated, but you know what? It still holds up, and it's still a beautiful piece of music. There you go. That's what I'm assuming because you're playing it because, you know, you don't play bad music for the most part. For the most part, yeah. Uh, I do have moments where things just go awry. But, yeah. Uh, but I appreciate your vote of confidence. This future, like, oh, it's it's fa- excellent. It's fantastic. I loved it's it. Beautiful. Right? It's beautiful. I'm assuming. I always assume good things for things that I haven't heard. Every once in a while, I'm disappointed, but not very often. So, um, so Marscape, <laughs> uh, we're going to hear three songs from Marscape, and the first one is Arrival into Martian Orbit, which makes perfect sense. Um, and uh, once again, our background is coming from Space Escapade by Les Baxter from 1958. It's Moonscape that's playing now. On our way to Mars.
that was uh, Pearls Before Swine with Rocket Man. Once again, a song dedicated to the story Rocket Man, Illustrated Man, from Ray Bradbury. And, uh, not as obvious as the uh, Elton John Rocket Man. So we started that set with uh, three songs from Our Escape by Jack Lancaster and Robin. We have Arrival into Mars Orbit, Phobos and Enos, which are and with a great feeling, part A, great feeling and affinity. After that was Unwritten Pages with Demos theme, and Blowing Red Ashes Part 1. We'll tell you about those songs and that album is Hello! So, Unwritten Pages is a band. Um, it's actually signed to Prog Rock Records. So, yay, Sean Gordon. It is um, fronted by Frederick, and I, uh, I'm probably going to screw up um, his last name. It's E-P-E. So, it could be Eep, Epe, Ep, Alna. So, Frederick um, is the one that founded it. And it's basically he wanted to um, create a concept a, a prog concept album and um, he did this with his brother I believe Mike uh, Michelle and Glenn no last name so I have no idea um, so they started writing all of this and this started back in 2005 the album has taken five years to get created finally done this year obviously and it's come out um has some pretty good people on it in, besides the the founders it's got damian wilson from threshold and arion carl groom from threshold davy mickers from arion and alejandro milan from stream of passion um and they are all on it but it is a definitely a concept album uh the story is it's the story of noah of, of a boy born in the ruins of utopia city and it's also the story of Maria, the daughter of a ruthless politician who has split Utopia City in half and driven the poor to another to a district all by themselves. Um, ah, so very similar to what Atlanta did during the Olympics. Yes. <laughs> um, as the political climate escalates, there are a few hundred people from both sides of the city who f are forced to leave their homeworld and start a new life on Mars. And both Maria and Noah, the boy, um, grow up in the middle of that. And they grow up in the middle of continuing conflict that happens on Mars because both sides of the divide are not willing to get rid of their past. And um, Marie Ruth Mawson is the lady that you heard on there singing the voice of Maria. Maria. <laughs> If you'd like to learn more about them, you can go to the Unwritten Pages website, and that's unwrittenpages.com. Easy enough. Or you can go to Prog Rock Records, obviously, and you can order it from his website. Actually, I'm pretty sure that in Demos' theme there, that um, Maria, Maria, the, you know, the, the the piece from West Side Story, I'm pretty sure that was mixed in there. Oh, nice. Did you not catch I that? I didn't catch she, that. She said her name three times, and it was kind of in that sing-song, Maria, Maria. I just, I don't know. I don't know if it was purposeful or if it's just me hearing it. 
Maybe I can't hear the name Maria without thinking of West Side Story. Possible. Uh, I don't know. Anyway. So, uh, unwritten pages. Yeah, and of course, if it's about Mars, it seems like somewhere, or space, or space traveler, travel, somewhere along the line, Aryan Lucasen is going to be inv involved in some way, shape, or form. Whether it's people he brought along, or he brought along himself, or... True. Because, I mean, he used a lot of the same people on, on his Arion albums, on his Star One albums. He's just Mr. Spaceman. Um, and we'll hear some more from Arion, actually, in this uh, next set. He's going to begin it off, and this is the song, another song off of uh, Universal Migrator. This is called My House on Mars. And because of the way the story is told on the album, it comes before the previously played... 2084, but in this case, since we're kind of following a sort of temporal flow, it's going to come afterwards. Um, so anyway, uh, this is My House on Mars, and this is Arion.
Since 
craziness there from Solar Circus. That was The Cats Are the Martians. Uh, that set started off with Arion, My House on Mars. The, the H Band uh, did Life on Mars. Of course, that's a David Bowie cover. Random Touch Footprints of Mars. And once again, Solar Circus, Cats Are the Martians. The uh, song Life on Mars really has nothing to do with the idea that of the question of whether or not there's life on Mars. It's more about uh, kind of a young, disillusioned teenage girl who's looking at the world and, and saying, is there more to this life? So is there life on Mars? Is there someplace somewhere else where there is a life that's worth something? That's the idea, anyway. But it seemed like kind of a life on Mars sort of set. You, you know, you have Ariana with my house on Mars, life on Mars, and then the footprints of Mars. Well, that would be probably Martians. And Solar Circus cats are the Martians. Not that we've answered the question, people. I guess the whole deal is that there is some frozen water at the very top of and bottom of Mars, and we think there might be the slightest inkling of a possibility that there might be a single-celled organism trapped in there, frozen forever. Some kind of remnants of a possible, but not thriving, terrestrial or extraterrestrial community. Uh, anyway. Speculate as you may. Hopefully we will get there one day. Um, this next set is devoted to... Well, it's sort of devoted to... Uh, Martian jamming? Martian jamming, okay. I don't know if that's the right way to put it. Um, but we start with uh, some requested music from Paul McCartney and Wings. Um, the combination of Venus and Mars and Rock Show, which will head up our Martian dance music set. That's what it is. It's a Martian dance music set. So, uh, special thanks to uh, Billy and Anna for requesting the Paul McCartney and Wings. Woohoo! And uh, once again, Les Baxter in the background leading us into this. Sitting in the stand of this water 
So it was a little uh, grooving on Mars sort of set there. Uh, we started it out with Paul McCartney and Wings uh, requested music, Venus and Mars and Rock Show. Also did uh, the Neanderthals with uh, the Martian Hop. <laughs> and uh, after that was Bucket Shop with Playing Mars, uh, which is Buckethead. And the Tangent Grooving on Mars live. And finally, Mark Bolin and T-Rex with the Ballrooms of Mars. That's nice. I miss T-Rex. Don't yeah. hear a lot of them Yeah, that's anymore. true. We don't, we don't play a lot of them. Mm-mm. Really not so much a progressive rock band anyway, but no, really not cool at all. stuff out there. Yeah. I just like his voice. Yeah. <clears throat> so uh, next on the list is bands that are called Mars. Ah, you mean like Mars Volta and that sort of thing? Yes. Got it. And oh. also a band known as the Vital Might, who recently did an album called The Red Sand. Ah. I don't know if I'm stretching there. And not Red Sand, Red Planet. Pretty much I only know of one Red Planet right now, so. Um, although there's no reference in their music whatsoever to Mars. The CD itself references Mars and it seems like a good idea. So uh, we're going to start with uh, the band 30 Seconds to Mars, and the song is called Welcome to the Universe.
So there we have it, a uh, complete set of Martian music that wasn't about Mars. We had uh, 30 Seconds to Mars, Welcome to the Universe. Mother Mars, the voices are back. The Mars Volta did Televators. The Vital Mike did Trouble once again. That's uh, from the realm of Red Planet, so it has a Martian connotation. And uh, finally, Mars Hollow with Dawn Creation. Good neo-prog for you there. Our next set contains the only two albums that I found that were devoted entirely to Ray Bradbury's Martian Chronicles. Um, I was actually surprised to find those. I expected to find more individual songs, and certainly no... I mean, it's a great concept album idea. Uh, God knows it's one of my favorite uh, science fiction books. And of course, that's fueled by the, uh, the TV show that was... I guess it was early 80s that the TV show came on mini-series that uh, went through uh, most of Ray Bradbury's Martian Chronicles. Uh, but anyway, um, the first band of the two is called Solaris, and uh, they are a German band that wrote an album called Mars, Mars Belly Chronicon. Yeah, right. Oh my, uh, okay. The, album mean, uh, the title means Martian Chronicles. Uh, what we're about to hear here is uh, their interpretation of Chronicles 4 through 6. Um, so check this out, and uh, you'll also hear from some. Or hear, you'll hear from Royal Hunt in this uh, part of the episode also. So, here's Solaris with the Martian Chronicles 4 through 6.
last line there is living with days of no trust. Why do bands... Here's my bitch for the day. Why do bands not complete a song within the time that they allot for the song on the album? It doesn't make any sense. I understand you want to make it so that it's like this ride through the music, and of course a lot of people have done that. But finish your sentence before starting the next song. Oh, well. Deep breath, honey. Deep breath. Ah, deep breath. Yeah. What little deep breath I can take. Um, so that was uh, the Royal Hunt, or they're called Royal Hunt, and uh, we heard Out of Reach, Fourth Dimension, Days of No Trust, and Winds. Oh no, Winds of Series is what we're playing. Uh, so Days of No Trust is the last one there. Now uh, Royal Hunt, the album is called Mission, and the entire album is about the Martian Chronicles. Uh, uh, let's see, we heard Dreamline, which is uh, February 2003 in Terra. Out of Reach, which is August 2002, Night Meeting. Fourth Dimension, which is November 2005, The Watchers. Days of No Trust, which is April 2026, The Long Years. And uh, the whole album is based on Martian Chronicles. So, as Susie said, it was a lighter song. It was. The kind of song that you hold your... Hold the lighter up and... Your cell phone up and... Yeah. Wave it back and forth. Um, before that was Solaris with the Martian Chronicles. We heard Martian Chronicles 4 through 6 and Mars Poetica. And, uh, my apologies again for, uh, coming out of Royal Hunt into Les Baxter, which doesn't make a lot of sense unless you really thought that the song was going to end the way a song's supposed to end. Lots of that happens here at Soundscape. We're just full of professionalism and... Uh, <laughs> living with days of... Uh, As AJ said, that was abrupt. It was abrupt indeed, in my, my deepest apologies. I would be surprised if uh, those who play prog rock on the air like this don't often have abrupt endings but I need to probably listen to other people's shows a lot more before I can say that uh, you want to check out some really good shows out there Progopolis is starting up their gravy train in the next week and Progopolis um, uh, have been told they can't play King Crimson and to hear the full details of that, you can check out their show. Listen to their show next Saturday. Saturday. Yeah. The, the head Hedwigs uh, up at uh, KC Central contacted the dividing line and said, "Cease and desist." So we're all going to cease. Um. Let's see. I guess that's that's my rant. That, that's how good a rant I have when I have a poem. It's just much not, not, much not of a rant. That's it. <laughs> All right, to continue on with our theme, uh, Ray Bradbury wasn't the only one to write books about Mars. And, uh, of course, one of the biggest Mars scenarios is the scenario of invasion. No one did this better than H.G. Wells. 
best progressive rock interpretation of H.G. Wells would be Jeff Wayne's War of the Worlds. Some fantastic stuff here, and uh, if you haven't heard it before, you're in for a real treat. And if you haven't heard it before, then you know that I probably picked some of the best uh, songs off of here. At least one of the best songs off of here. Um, so this is Jeff Wayne's War of the Worlds and Horsell Common and the the unscrewing of the cylinder. Two feet of shining screw projected when, suddenly, the lid fell off. Two luminous, disc-like eyes appeared above the rim. A huge, rounded bulk, larger than a bear, rose up slowly, glistening like wet leather. Its lipless mouth quivered and slapped, and snake-like tentacles writhed as the clumsy body heaved and pulsated. Closer to the pit, a tall funnel rose, 
Then an invisible ray of heat leapt from man to man, and there was a bright glare as each was instantly turned to fire. Every tree and bush became a mass of flames at the touch of this savage, unearthly heat ray. of safety this mysterious death would leap after me and strike me down. At last I reached Maybury Hill, and in the dim coolness of my home, I wrote an account for my newspaper before I sank into a restless, haunted sleep. sounds of hammering from the pit and hurried to the railway station to buy the paper. Around me, the daily routine of life, working, eating, sleeping, was continuing serenely as it had for countless years.
Castle Common, the Martians continued hammering and stirring, sleepless, indefatigable, at work upon the machines they were making. Now and again a light, like the beam of a warship's searchlight, swept the common, and the heat ray was ready to follow.
louder. My fear rose at the sound of someone creeping into the house. Then I saw it was a young artilleryman, weary, streaked with blood and dirt. Anyone here? Come in. Here, drink this. Thank you. What's happened? They wiped us out. Hundreds dead, maybe thousands. The heat ray? The Martians. They were inside the hoods of machines they'd made. Massive metal things on legs. Giant machines that walked. They attacked us. They wiped us out. Machines? Fighting machines. Picking up men and bashing them against trees. Just hunks of metal. But they knew exactly what they were doing. Hmm. There was another cylinder came last night. Yes. Yes, it looked bound for London. London? Carrie. I hadn't dreamed there could be danger to Carrie and her father so many miles away. I must go to London at once. And me. Got to report to headquarters. If there's anything left of it.
machine appeared on the far bank. It raised itself to full height, flourished the funnel high in the air, and the ghostly, terrible heat ray struck the town. As it struck, all five fighting machines exulted, emitting deafening howls which roared like thunder. Simultaneously, decapitating a fighting machine. The Martian inside the hood was slain, splashed to the four winds, and the body, nothing now but an intricate device of metal, went whirling to destruction. As the other monsters advanced, people ran away blindly, the artillerymen among them. But I jumped into the water and hid until forced up to breathe. Now the guns spoke again, but this time the heat ray sent them to oblivion.
flash, the heat rays swept across the river. Scalded, half-blinded and agonized, I staggered through leaping, hissing water towards the shore. I fell helplessly in full sight of the Martians, expecting nothing but death. The foot of a fighting machine came down close to my head, then lifted again as the four Martians carried away the debris of their fallen comrade. And I realized that by a miracle, I had escaped.
Okay, folks. Uh, here's the deal. I want you to get into a really, really relaxed state of mind. Just let all of your tensions out. I'm going to count you down from five to zero. And when I get to zero, you'll be fully relaxed. Five. Four. Three. Two. One. Zero. Now I want you to look back in your memory over the show's history over the last three hours and say to yourself, there were no abrupt endings. There were no abrupt endings. There were no abrupt endings. The show was completely smooth and your DJ is completely professional. Now once you're ready, I'll count you back to five and we'll continue on with this crazy show. Zero, one, two... Five. You're now fully awake and you've enjoyed the show. Thank you so much. Appreciate your participation. Uh, that set included Jeff Wayne's War of the Worlds. Just a couple of tracks to wet your whistles. We heard the Horsell Common and the Heat Ray and Artilleryman and the Fighting Machine. And uh, skipped over Forever, Forever Autumn, which uh, the whole album, is, the whole double album is fantastic. And if you haven't got a copy of this album, I think it's very worth your while, especially if you're tired of listening to books on tape and you feel like it's missing some much-needed emotion and bombacity. Pompousness, as Pompousness. I call it. You'll get it from Jeff Wayne, as well as the wah-wah guitars that, that sound like if they weren't in this kind of horror thing, they'd, they'd belong in a porno. Uh, excellent, excellent music. Um, ah, professionalism. I told you. Uh... They, what? They, what? No, I don't remember anything about professionalism. Well, you didn't do the activity then. <laughs> and for the rest of you, never mind. There's, there was no activity. Everything's been fine. Um, and then we ended it there with uh, maybe something not so necessary, like if I'm trying to make people aware of what's, what's Prague that has Mars as its theme. But Emerson, Lake, and Powell's version of Holst's Mars, the Bringer of War felt like it needed to fit in there somewhere. And the piece I took out was Fish's Big Black Furry Creature from Mars. It's a good song. It just doesn't necessarily fit what's going on right now. A lot of things were left out of the set, and that's unfortunate. But, uh, well, we only have four hours. That's right. We, we only have four hours, and that's why we're running over. Uh, nevertheless, um, got one more set for you before we take off. And this set is... Uh, well, it begins with music from Vangelis. Vangelis previously wrote an album. It was actually written in uh, probably about 2000, 2001, um, called Mythodea, which is the music for the NASA, NASA mission um, to Mars, which uh, it's your typical Vangelis kind of sound um, with a little bit of a operatic sort of addition to it. But there's some really choice cuts on here, and I thought I'd play a couple of them for you. Um, and uh, what Vangelis has tried to do is to illustrate the journey to Mars in instrumental format. And uh, it's really pretty cool sounding. So I'm going to play that for you, and then I'm going to play some of the music that uh, NASA plays for their workers while they're working with the Mars rover. Um, but let's start with the Vangelis piece, 
And uh, this is movements number three and four of the Vangelis piece. Uh, hope you enjoy.
well, a little late in the evening, but uh, we only do this every two weeks, so probably reasonably so. Um, that set included two tracks from Vangelis, uh, movements three and four from the Mythodea CD, um, which was music written for the NASA mission to Mars. Um, and uh, then the last two songs there, rather surprisingly, have been used by NASA as sort of a kind of a pick-me-up for the uh, folks um, at um, the, the Martian rover central control kind of thing. Send Me On My Way has been used for the drive back to El Capitan, um, presumably some spot on Mars. And uh, Spirit of the Radio has been used for the HGA release. Apparently the folks at, um, at NASA uh, pick up a great deal of music and they, they, put it, uh, they play it when they do various things to sort of keep it active and alive. And didn't really have a lot of prog mixed in there, so I just kind of took what I thought was, was nice. I mean, it's got to be love somebody, set them free, and that's for the last engineering activities and the first drive on the surface. We will rock you for the first arm activities and observations on a rock. Uh, all kinds of interesting stuff. If you want to check it out, you can go to uh, www.space.com forward slash mission launches forward slash Mars underscore rocks underscore 040226.html. Uh, probably just as easy if you type in Mars Rocks Eclectic Music Moves Rover Mission. There you go. So there's a whole bundle of stuff that didn't get played. You know, this was going to be a Ray Bradbury show, and there is quite a lot of music from Ray Bradbury that has nothing to do with Martian Chronicles. But that will be saved for another... another an actual day. Ray Bradbury show. Maybe an actual Ray Bradbury show. There really isn't a lot to do with Ray Bradbury, unfortunately. Um, which is why I'm going to play this last song for you, which has little to do with Mars, but lots to do with Ray Bradbury. Um... But I imagine that we can easily get to something wicked this way comes sometime in the near future, which is also a fantastic Ray Bradbury story. Mm-hmm. Um, next week, of course, we won't be here. The week after, thinking we will do something either in the vein of a prog metal show or a show devoted to the chessboard. Your Ooh, move, your I choice. I kind of like the chessboard. Yeah, I thought you would. Um seemed like a good idea. Uh, still kind of holding on to a lot of uh, prog metal that's uh, come my way very recently, so maybe we'll find some way to combine the two. Lots of new stuff in the works that I haven't even gotten to play in, you guys. This theme just kind of took over this week. Um, so apologies for all the abrupt moments. I think that comes with a, a week of just being dead tired. And, uh, so, yeah. Bad transitions all around. Here, have a bad transition. Uh, this last song is not prog at all. Um, and probably won't get played on most radio stations. Almost any, perhaps. But it's by Rachel Bloom. And I can't even say the name of it. Well, if she can say the name of it, I guess I can say the name of it. It's Fuck Me Ray Bradbury. Mm-mm-mm. <laughs> Well, 
you know, we're not really censored. We're just, we just try to be family-oriented. So uh, cover the ears of your children for this next track. But uh, that's going to be our closing song, and uh, we hope you've had a good time, and we look forward to seeing you in a couple weeks. Um, All right. Take care. Good night, everyone.
liked it. Oh, oh yes, I thought that some of the metaphysical imagery was particularly effective. Yes? Oh. And, um, interesting rhythmic devices, too, which seem to counterpoint the... Uh, uh, counterpoint the surrealism of the underlying metaphor of the, um... Humanity of the, uh... Vagonity. What? Vagonity. Oh, oh, Vagonity, sorry. Of the poet's compassionate soul, which contrives through the medium of the verse structures to sublimate this, transcend that, and come to terms with the fundamental dichotomies of the other, and one is left with a profound and vivid insight into... Uh, into whatever it was the, the poem, poem was about. about.